and we're live. <laughs> well, if you're watching this on YouTube and other places, we're not live, but we are streaming in five places uh, right now, two or three, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, we're, we're streaming. Uh, but all of this information is going to be reposted with my guest information, etc. Um, um, post mm -hmm. in probably about 48 hours. Welcome, welcome, happy Friday to everybody. If we haven't met, I am Kat Tolinos, the president and visionary of Tadaba Cat Next Level Staging and Design. And my guest today, she is an alumni. You can watch a previous episode on our channel from last year talking about uh, tips in real estate law, which she specializes in. Uh, she is an attorney, a mom of two girls, uh, and an entrepreneur extraordinaire woman who I am just happy to have back and talk today about some business tips pivoting, which is really, you know, before the show, we were talking about that, you know, pivoting is still happening, you know, beyond the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, if you are in any type of stage in your business um, or really just life, and she's going to share some, some tips on that, uh, trademark versus copyright. Which, which I'm kind of interested in being a, a soon-to-be uh, author. Well, author again. Without further ado, Eleanor, welcome. Thank you hi, so hi, much hi. for joining me today. Good morning. Happy Friday to those who are watching live. I hope everyone's having an absolutely wonderful 2023 as we approach the halfway mark to the, yes. to the year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I know it goes by so fast. I tell my staff at every staff meeting, like it's coming, it's coming. And I really had a great time earlier this year reading a book called The 90 Day Year. And it really just makes you think about time and how Ooh. easy it is to procrastinate um, or to put the things 90 off. 90 Day Year. Okay. 90 Day Year. Down. It's a very powerful book and it has worksheets and, and things to go along with it. But it's about really just condensing how you think about time and really using that condensation to get the most out of the time to, to live purposefully every day. And, you know, you and I talked before the show, uh, Eleanor, and I, I really like, you know, I feel like we're on the same page there in terms of intention, you know. So, you know, if you are a solopreneur, entrepreneur, uh, business owner, about to be a business owner, thinking about being a business owner, you know, some of the things you shared with me is, you know, just because you've been a, a an attorney for 10 years, it doesn't mean you have to that be just that for 10 yeah. years or maybe be something different or, you know, so how do you navigate through that? So for so many people, I think, you know, we at some time just get in that groove of this is what I do. This is what I know. Well, this is how I can serve. And we kind of don't look out and become as intentional and really as, as broad as maybe our talents and aspirations and creativity can take us. What are your thoughts on that? I definitely agree. But I think that what we learned or what lessons there are in COVID, yes, there was a lot of disaster and, and pivoting that was forced. But from that, people had to face the fear that came with wanting that certainty in their lives. Lots of people, we choose a path and we figure, well, this is where I've, I've made progress. This is where I've made an impact. And this is where I have to stay. And sometimes when you look at a career 20 years later, you get you get out of college, you start a career 20 years later, that may not be your passion. That may not set your heart on fire. That may not get you moving every morning. You do it because you have responsibilities and kids and life and you want to have a certain level of success. But COVID did teach us that 
you know, pivoting won't kill you, right? That's the, we think all the, the worst thing that could happen is that I have to start from scratch. And then you get to scratch and you're realizing if you're walking your purpose, if you feel fulfilled, if you um, are happy and smiling every day, that is the goal, not just making that money, not just, you know, having a certain level of success, feeling internally like you feel good. Mm. And so for a lot of people, when they got laid off or there's a lot of dead time, and during COVID, you had to just face yourself and be able to look in the mirror and say, do I like where I am now? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then it's important to remember um, that despite the age, I went to law school as a non-traditional student in the middle of a 10-year career, right? You don't you don't have to do anything forever. And nope. you just have to, you know, be brave enough to, to begin to take the first steps. I'm not saying quit your job and quit your life and sell everything, go live in Cambodia. But you can start taking steps towards a life that that does give you that purpose and that fulfillment. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned, you know, what sets you on fire, you know, through the years of my business. You know, I've had, uh, you know, folks on our team that, you know, it's just like one entity of the business just didn't light them up. Fine, we'll find what, but you love this part. Okay, well, why assume everybody loves this part? You, you love this part. Let's do something that, you know, that, like you said, that's, that lights you up, that sets you on fire. Yeah. Um, and and it, t- it does take, I think, when you're by yourself, you know, there can be that forced reflection or that, or there, there can be that intentional reflection that you take time, even if it's 10 minutes in the morning or if it's while you're driving, that, you know, it doesn't have to be you're sitting like a monk, you know, for an hour a day meditating or getting quiet, but just finding time to be quiet so that you can um, reflect, reflect yeah. on where you've been and you know maybe where you want to go. Because you know, if there's one thing I've learned in all the years I've lived on this planet is, uh, and my husband and I reflect on this all the time, the various valleys and different entities and businesses, is that each one is a stepping stone to something bigger, greater, different. Um, it, it's not that you're throwing that away. Yeah. Like I imagine if you stop being an attorney tomorrow, everything that you learn, not only in school, but in a decade of practice, I can tell you that that knowledge, that wisdom, that magic, that creativity is going to go with you in whatever you do. Whatever yeah, you, do. you still, you know, you have a resume you present to other people, but you have your own internal resume, skill builder kind of assessment. And often we judge ourselves so much on what other people think and, you know, your your rank and your level and how your boss did your last review. But what about your own review of yourself and oh, your life? And are I you happy? You, self, pivot or, you know, and so, yeah, you do your own. Take that instead of if you have a review from your job, take it and, and apply it to yourself. What's important to me? How am I prioritizing that? Being my family, being myself, being my self-care. Um, because um, I believe too many of us have believed the story that, okay, well, the part where I take care of myself happens after I do whatever, fill in the blank, raise my kids, get to certain level of success, retire. And why, why, why is that something that we should wait for? Right. Or I'll be happy when I yeah. make six figures, I lose 25 pounds, I have a brand new car. Number one, again, those are all surface exterior uh, things that other people may judge you, but are you really judging yourself? Does that really make you happy? The big car, the big house, you know, being skinny for other than being healthy, you know, probably not. So you, you really hit the nail on the head, Eleanor, in terms of 
you know, and, and I'm trying to teach my, you know, grandchildren this, that, you know, don't look to others, especially when you get to this, you know, tween age, don't look to others for approval. And that's a constant battle, not just the tweeners, but they're more susceptible with the hormones, et cetera, but adults. Um, I think I've quoted um, Tony Robbins before. I love his definition of success. And he described it as doing what you want, when you want, with whoever you want. I would definitely agree. <laughs> I'm like, I, definitely agree. I love it. Now, yes, is it easier for him because he's a multi-gazillion, bazillion heir? Well, yeah, but you can't, you know, negate the fact that he gained some enlightenment along the way. And and I feel confident that if he was stripped of all of those bazillion, that he would find success because he, he more than others, knows that the stuff is not the success. Right. Yeah. It's, it's having that freedom and, and doing what lights you up um, so that you can give your life back. And, and, you know, just remembering that life isn't in the past or the present, and, you know, isn't in the past or the future. It's not, okay, one day I'll do this and that, that gives you joy. Or I had happiness at this time. It's, it's what, how are you finding it right now in this very moment? How are you finding right it? now? Right you, now. I think you must have read the same books I've read. Uh, I've Tull. read a lot of books. Echo the, the, the Power of Now. The Power of Now is a great one. <laughs> I mean, I love his stuff, and and you know it, it's it is it's hard for us to grasp, let alone young people to grasp. But it is the only thing that is real, is this moment, this yep. now. It's like it does. <laughs> it, it is mind blowing. <laughs> yes, it it's mind blowing. But if, if we realize that that power and the power, someone I uh, responded to someone. I think it was on Instagram you know, um, in terms of our feelings, you know, how powerful they, they are. Well, what preempts our feelings is our thoughts. So our thoughts create our feelings, create our action, mm -hmm. and creates our life. So as Wayne Dyer, and I know you know him too, that yeah. bless his soul, uh, change your thoughts, change your life. And if people just real, realized how powerful their thoughts are, um, they would be mind blown. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of step one to pivoting, right? Um, yep. Taking that first step into the unknown. Like I'm gonna drop all these expectations. Maybe it's what I thought my parents taught me. It's you know what I've, society has taught me. What my job has taught me, and just begin to trust yourself and what you think and how you feel and what you like. Um, yes. And not to say that that's a path to complete happiness, but it's a much faster path, path to peace. It is. It is. And, um, and you know, I think we've all, to some degree, depending on what general, generational time frame you grew up in, you know, we were most influenced by, you know, the decision makers, our parents, the teachers, society, you know, uh, conformity. Conformity was a thing, you know. Um, and, and it's unlearning. I think it's unlearning for, for many of us and hopefully for young people having enlightened young parents such as you to, to teach them, you know, uh, to think for themselves, to navigate for themselves, to, to be creative, to make choices for themselves, which 
you know, in my generation, that wasn't, you know, you were to be seen and not heard, and you did yeah. what you were told, <laughs> you know, there was, it was pretty, um, pretty linear. Yeah, yeah, and life can be whatever you want it to be, right? So it's not, um, it's a, it's a relearning, but it's also just a reevaluation of, of seeing why people gave you that advice in a new light. You know, it's like when you're a parent, becoming a parent, you better understand like, oh, that's why they told me that, or that's what they were trying to protect me from. So in 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 their experience, that may have been very smart advice, but you're right. in a different experience in a new space, in a new place um, with different technologies and different things at yep. your fingertips. So you still have to, you can, you can use that as a seed, but you still have to nurture the tree. Yes, it may not have related then and, and then i mean i have a grown son who you know it's very rewarding when you know 15 18 years later they thank you for the tough love they yeah. thank you for you know what was horrible at the time to them you know and yeah well i always say i teach baby birds to fly and so fly you you have to fly in my house <laughs> so i'm so raising you we need, to, we need to do an episode i i'm curious on how you navigate raising children in the digital world um oh it's different that, it's different but my kids are very far apart i have a 21 year old and a, a seven year old so uh okay i thought you had a middle a girl a, a little bit older no so just old seven. and young but seven, is, <laughs> but seven is right there yeah seven is right there seven yeah right. yeah so that's a i think we'll do a whole panel thing on that and we'll get moms from kids of various ages from you know seven to 16 or something seven to 17 because i'd i'd love to to learn about that you know yeah educate parents on that and and unfortunately so many parents are just on the route with you know race real and they're not paying attention and oh my gosh you've got to pay attention yeah it's it's scary today so let's uh where are we on time oh we're doing really good so the the next half of our discussion here let's uh let's talk a little bit about um what we did our blip on and that was you know i saw you on linkedin i'm like oh we need to get hooked up again this girl knows a lot about business and the legalities of business real estate and law um so tell our viewers um what and when should you consider uh, copyright versus trademark and what are kind of the i guess traits or nuances of each one of those yeah, so a trademark is going to protect like a name, a logo, um, a slogan, but it's going to be a very brief and the whole point is going to be that it's distinctive enough to that you want to protect it from causing confusion um, from clients that are shopping for something else. So when you say the word Nike, you know that you're getting tennis shoes or sports apparel, um, but um, it may be possible to get Nike in a different. Now Nike is a company that's big enough that they've locked down like every category. But all in all, there are 44 categories between products and services that you can trademark a name or a yeah. product under. So, so what's you know, a what's a, an example of a category like tennis shoes? That's one or yeah, or yeah. tennis yeah. shoes is one. Sports apparel might be one. Um, you can have a, a category for um, a type of book or you can, for you, you're a stager and maybe interior design as a service, right? And so um, you may be able to get your name um, trademarked under interior design, but there may be an alternative name for someone who's using it um, to promote, you know, spiritual books. And, and that may be distinctive enough and not cause confusion for your clients so that, that you both can have a similar trademark under different categories. 
things. Um, but again, it comes down to brand confusion. And if someone who's shopping for product A would be confused by you having a similar name in product B. That's when you have lawsuits, right? When That's when you have trademark infringement lawsuits. And I just recently saw one from Dairy Queen. Um, if you live down south, you know Dairy Queen for their blizzards. And there is, there's a company had, that had uh, a brand called Blizzard Water. And they were able to successfully defend not trademarking or there, there, there was no trademark infringement because the company's argument is, look, hey, we sell a lot of these waters. No one's confused that this water is a Dairy Queen blizzard. Um, and because it didn't cause brand confusion or any confusion for the ultimate customers, they were able to keep that name, Blizzard Water. Um, and, even and though I, I, would very, voted, I would have voted for that too. Um, I, I think, it, and tell me if you agree with that, that you know, as a, as a business, it can be to fight a, a trademark um, infringement can get pretty costly. So if it you're looking to go down that road, research it pretty carefully before before you go forward. Would you recommend that? Research early is really important. I would say when you are choosing a business name, you need to be thorough. Research the name, see if the domain's available, see if other people are operating under that business, because not just there is there is a register, a registry for trademarks with the USPTO office, right? US Patent and Trademark Office. You can register a national trademark. And sometimes people are registering trademarks nationally, but international companies can come register an American trademark as well. So you just have to be aware that it may not just be competition that you can see or go to a website and see. It may be internationally registered. So when you're doing that search, if you're getting an LLC, when you're doing a search with your state, you also want to go to the USPTO office and see if there's an existing trademark for that business. I will say I have had clients receive trademark infringement letters and have had to change their whole name, their whole branding, their whole strategy, including very expensive um, signage at their business because someone said you're infringing on my trademark. And the thought of facing a thousand dollar, you know, lawsuits that can easily cost $30,000 or more, right? Wow. Do you want to bet that, that you haven't infringed um, on someone's trademark? And so um, it can be a very difficult decision once you invested time, energy, building a brand to have to change your name. So that's something you should so, at least. So I understand you. We have an LLC, but that's for, you know, really all things real estate and then DBA with the state and design. Um, but we never I think it. people think, though, that um, having an LLC because they do do a name search on an LLC is protection for that brand name. And it is not. It's not. Yeah. And that makes sense. That's just protection for your assets that they can't come, you know, come after your assets, I guess. Um, they have to yeah. Well, you know, filing it, registering an LLC is one is state by state. Right. And you can do a state trademark if, if that's the only, you know, audience you think you're going to apply to. But um, it is just a state registry. And you might see like I can have I can register Curry Law Firm. But if someone registers Curry um, chicken, they can, you know, they can, we can have LLCs. All you do to, all you need to do is have one name different or one thing different about that naming to have it register with the LLC. So it's a much different process and it really doesn't speak to the brand. Like you said, it does, it does give you some entity protection so that if someone's trying to sue someone, they sue the business instead of you personally. But other than that, it does other not that, protect the name. Did I understand you correctly that what you should do, let, let's say you're um, you're going to be having a product or a book that would be global. 
would you now i know and we haven't talked about copyright but copyright to my understanding once you write something it's automatically copywritten and it's already copy protected let's put it that way um but you can you know spend 49 bucks or whatever and, and have it uh or you can do poor man's and send yourself the book uh but would you do a global how would you protect um <laughs> excuse me um say a publication globally what would you recommend for that for someone well i guess i get that gets notoriously tricky because some countries just don't enforce like you know obviously we um there there's certain countries that are known for duplicating things <laughs> calling out any country i'm just saying certain countries are are known for a duplication market because we won't name names but yeah we won't name any names i'm not getting myself in that trouble um but we know countries that you know you can go get a pair of of sneakers or a designer outfit um in a, a replication that you probably use maybe the same factory right yeah. <laughs> because they are notorious for not having the same trademark infringement um, and so sometimes you know that things are just going to go out in the world and, um, you know, you try to stay in your lane to, to receive the profit or income um, as best you can. Um, but I think now that we have a lot of American companies um, being global sellers, Amazon, if you're selling a book, in all likelihood you're on Amazon, you know, Amazon is going to protect their interests as well, because if they're supposed to, you know, get money from from the book or the sales of the book, they don't want to see someone word for word write your book and say oh now this is my book right yes so yes. have some global leverage just working with american companies because a lot of times they have the global reach you don't necessarily have to have it gotcha so um share with the audience and i know you know there's just so much deep information anyone who needs further legal advice they can contact your firm but um what are three things in your that you see the most eleanor that a uh require or suggest copywriting and be uh, trademarking. So um, copywriting, I think it's worth, like you said, it's not, it's a nominal fee to go ahead and register the copyright with the US Copyright Office. Um, take the step, right? Because we live in a world of replication. We live in a world where, you know, computers write books. <laughs> so if you write something unique um, and you feel like you want to profit from it or it really speaks to your brand in a very um, personal way, take the steps and copyright it because copywriting gives other people notice that it is an original work from you. So I would say if you write a book, um, I wrote a journal, right? So I copyrighted my journal because I don't want to see someone word for word. You know, you can, um, you can mimic it if you will, but you're going to have to add your own little spice, your own little flavor, your own little research and design. But if you just change the cover and slap on your name, you're going to get a letter from me, right? So if it's something you you want to protect, and you don't want to see someone, yeah, because that's your yeah, baby. replicate in its exact form. Go ahead and take the step. That may be a script for um, for what you're going to post on your website. That may be a book. That may be um, website content. That's often what we see people copyright because then when you see it, um, yes, you do have the choice on if you're going to reach out about the infringement. But at least you have the choice. And if anybody's used pictures online that they find online um, and use it on their website, chances are you've received a demand letter from Getty Images or, you know, some one company that has copyrighted images that says, yeah, you can use it, but it costs money to use it. And, you know, if you don't remove it from your site, 
it's going to cost you this much money. And I know I've received letters. I had a site where I was reposting news during COVID, just legal news. And people reached out and were like, you can't repost us this way. Oh. You know? See, I, I, would, I think many I wouldn't have known that. Uh, I thought they would be happy you're reposting their information as long as you showed as a repost and you're not signing your name to it. No, yeah. it was a, it definitely was a repost, but they have ways that you do it. And a lot of times you have to register and give them notice. Uh, so um, what about you know, blogs? Like you have a blog on your website. Do you recommend having that uh, copyrighted? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, as long as it's original content, right? So <laughs> if you're a repurposer, don't try to repurpose or copyright something that somebody's repurposed. Right. I think it just depends on, you know, sometimes when I, my, the content for the website is copyrighted for me, but when I post a blog, I'm not going every 10 blogs and, and filing a copyright, right? Yeah. I don't care. If, and I don't mind if somebody repurposes it, but a lot of times it just has to do with intention. And if you're doing it to put your name out there, become a resource that people come back to you um, because they know you have good information. If that's the purpose in and of itself, copywriting may not be a step you need to take um, or that you actually want to protect. So I think um, when we talk about intentional living, if you're a business owner, you have to be just as intentional. Why am I doing this? Is it just a driver of traffic? Is it an information source for my clients? Is it a, a resource where people can find me on the internet? And then based on how you are positioning it, that will tell you if you need to do some extra steps to protect it. Gotcha, gotcha. So like when you see uh, <clears throat> pictures, like, like sometimes I think on my Instagram, like I'll pull stuff from some of the trades that I use, like, of you know, a, a nice lamp or, you know, a living room or whatever. So technically I should try to find who did that picture before posting it, right? Well, it, that gets dicey because a lot of times the copyright for pictures is with the photographer <laughs> wow. um, and and the tray gets a license to post it from the photographer. But that can change. And all of that is kind of like negotiated in business. Is this my picture that you're taking for me? Are you taking it and licensing it back to me? And I think most people have experiences. If you had a wedding or you hired a photographer, a lot of times they have a disclosure that says, hey, this is a license. You may see like a um, a seal uh, that they're the photographer. And if you want that seal released, it may be an extra fee. So um, I think most people have experienced copywriting, but maybe not been able to put their finger on what is this? Why is it happening? And it may not be that impactful to them. They say, I just want to use it for private. But often when you take a picture with photographers, they say, this is for personal use. If you try to use it for a business use, then it's my picture and I'm licensing it to you. Right. So yeah, I think it's just courtesy. Like we we stopped doing it because it was too time consuming. But we um, up till recently, we created a one minute video from the photographer's photos and created a, like a slideshow with music and so forth. And I always, as long as they provided me, wanted to give credit to the photographer, mm -hmm. you know, because it's their it's their work, you know, and tag them and so forth. So. You know, I mean, it's just you would want the same thing, you know, uh, done for you. So. Yeah, it's just, you know, of course, it's being courteous, but, you know, just understanding that the energy you take to do any, to do anything, to create anything. Most people want credit if they took energy um, and put their creative spirit into making something beautiful for you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what they've done. So they should should be recognized and you can help promote their business um, as well as yours. Um, how are we doing on time? So we've got about three minutes here. What? That's some great information, Eleanor. Um, uh, I, I know this is a little off topic, 
um, but but not uh, in terms of the, the trademark navigating pivoting. We talked about, I love your insights on that. Um, as a single mom, how do you, what, what are a couple of things you could share with our audience? How do you manage, you know, doing all that you do as a professional attorney, having a team, a law firm, um, and having that little one, you know, uh, at home too? You know, I, this is probably going to be the opposite of what people expect, but I would say take care of yourself. <laughs> and, you know, I love it. I, I would say take the time to do what you need to, to to serve others. You can't pour from an empty cup. So I always advocate to women, especially, hey, take the time to do what you need. If it's 30 minutes in your day, if it's a weekend where you don't have your kids, there's so much guilt. Um, that we associate with success and, you know, yeah, it sounds like a great word, but then if you don't do it right, you know, your kids need something, your spouse needs something, the world needs all these things from us. And we feel a huge amount of guilt when we can't give it. Um, and we carry, I think, I think mom, moms were born with like engraved in their forehead guilt because, you know, because we, we all have to be some level of a super mom and do it all. We're expected, we expect it of ourselves. And like you said, you can't pour from an empty cup. You've got to give to yourself so that you can be more for what's truly, truly matters, which is yeah, yeah. So that was, and then, and then, um, take care of yourself. And then the second thing would be to forgive yourself. You know, the first key of empathy or how you practice being empathetic is with yourself. And mm -hmm. so, if you are always all oh, that doesn't do right, you go to bed feeling guilty and feeling stressed, and wake up feeling the same, anxious in the morning. You know, there's a certain level of forgiveness that you um, haven't extended to yourself. And it's very hard to teach that to your kids and to others if you can't give it to yourself. So you're not Absolutely. perfect. Accept that reality. That is the reality. You're not perfect. And you don't have to be. That's the that's the part that we be. miss. Yep. You and can so wake up and start anew every day. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I, but I love that, you know, and and learning to forgive ourselves really opens up the door because if we can't forgive ourselves we're not forgiving other people either yeah. we're holding on to to grudges and things that are in the past um you know i, I believe it was maya angelo said uh, forgiveness is a gift to ourselves yeah it, it and then you see it in your kids when yep. you don't forgive we you uh, what about kids I say you unconsciously teach that habit to your kids. So in 20 years when they're still mad because you didn't give them the toy for Christmas, you realize that instead of giving them the toy, you should have taught them a little more about forgiveness. <laughs> they, they, they learned it from you. What do they say? You know, our kids don't learn what we tell them. They learn what they see. Yeah. They learn what they see. And um, great, great, great information. A joy and pleasure always to chat with you, Eleanor. And I thank you for sharing. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you and your law firm, what would be uh, the best way to do it? Sure. They can always check us out on the web, www.theclfirm.com, thecurrylawfirm.com is a great resource. And we have some resources there for people about some of the things we cover in the law firm. Awesome. Um, or they can just reach out, 713-574-2070. Um, and we're happy to help and get them scheduled for a consultation to see kind of where they are and how you know, we might be impactful for whatever decision or crossroad they're at. Awesome. I love it. And your uh, full service, I know you specialize in uh, real estate law, but uh, other, do you do family law? Do you do all, of, I mean, pretty much no. all? <laughs> we're, no? not, we're full service business and real estate. So anything business in those life cycles, um, from when you first buy a property to you're having a fight with your neighbor, 
um, to you're wanting to sell your property or get into development. So everything full service on the business and real estate side. So awesome. um, we, for we realtors, think, yeah, out there, yeah, realtors, because yeah. I know I've seen posts. Do you know a good real estate lawyer? So I'm going to keep you at the top of my mind for that to to refer um, to folks because you know unfortunately things come up. You need to protect yourself. Your clients need to protect themselves. You yeah, absolutely. Them protect yourself from your neighbor. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, and Eleanor Jagal. Thanks so much, Eleanor. And as always, uh, stay positive, stay hopeful, stay connected, and today especially, stay informed. And I I, I think Eleanor has really given us a, a, a nice plate full of information, really solid, um, wonderful information that we can take action on right away. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone, and Godspeed. Talk to you soon. Bye, Eleanor. Bye. Thank you.